to uh, take a take a break from the Sermon on the Mount tonight. Um, as I was praying uh, <clears throat> about what to preach tonight, uh, the Lord just kind of directed me here. Uh, I have a, a very... Uh, I, let me put it to you this way. My sermon notes usually are about 11, 11 to 12 pages. Um, and I have uh, four and a half pages. So that should tell you it should, it should be really short. But it, I just wanted to... Uh, spend some time in the Word before we get into our business meeting because um, we need wisdom. Uh, you know, we, we are about to partake in, in a business meeting to do God's business. This is His church. It's not our church. And, and we need wisdom uh, from above to be able to um, manage things the, the money that he gives us in a way that is well-pleasing to him. So as I, as I contemplated this, uh, <clears throat> my thoughts uh, brought me to, to Solomon. And, and I wanted to challenge us uh, this, this, this evening, if you're keeping notes, which there's, there are going to be no points tonight, um, uh, just a title and some verses. The title of the message or the challenge to us tonight is being wise versus having wisdom. Being wise versus having wisdom. Let's start reading in 1 Kings chapter 3, in verse 5. In Gibeon, the Lord uh, <clears throat> excuse me, appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I sh- shall give thee. And Solomon said, Thou hast showed uh, unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee. And thou hast kept for him this great kindness that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. And now, O Lord, my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David, my father. And I am but a a little child. I know uh, not how to go in, uh, how, how to go out and come in. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen, a great people, that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, for I uh, that I uh, may discern between good and bad. And for who is able to judge this thy so great a, a people? And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked these, this thing. And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, thou uh, hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast asked riches for thyself, nor hast asked the life of thine enemies, but hast asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words, 
Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, so that there is none like thee before uh, before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. And I have also given thee that I that <clears throat> that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall be, excuse me, there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. And if thou walk, if thou wilt walk in my ways and keep my statutes and my commandments as, as thy father David did walk, then I will lengthen thy days. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day and thank you for your love. And Lord, as we look at this idea of wisdom, we ask that you would impart wisdom to us and that you would allow us the ability to make wise choices with your finances. Lord, we are truly thankful and grateful for all that you do. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Question. Did Solomon have wisdom or was Solomon wise? Uh, depends on what period of his life. <laughs> okay. I want you to think about this because this is this is really really critical. Was was Solomon wise or did he have wisdom? Because there is a difference. There's actually a very big difference. Wise men walk with wise men. Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, <clears throat> nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight shall be in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. So the, the, the principle is here is that uh, in Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, uh, David very clearly lays out, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. What is the understood truth there? He walks in the counsel of the wise or the godly. So a wise person walks with wise men. But I want to draw your attention. Turn over to 1 Kings chapter 10. 1 Kings chapter 10. <clears throat> First Kings chapter 10, look at verse 24. And all the earth sought to Solomon to hear his wisdom, which God had put in his heart. Here we have, we, we see that, that, that Solomon has an incredible opportunity to impact the entire world. World leaders from all the known world were coming to Israel to, to, to meet with Solomon. But my question is this. When they, when they got to Jerusalem, what did they find? Or who did they find? Nothing. 
Nobody wants to take a guess. It's kind of a loaded question. They found Solomon, not God. Think about that. Solomon had such an opportunity to influence the entire world. Every world leader he could have impacted by introducing them to God. But he didn't. Look at, let, let's continue reading in verse 25. And they, and they brought every man his present, uh, his present vessels of silver and vessels of gold and garments and armor and spices, horses and mules, uh, uh, a, a, a rate year by year. And Solomon gathered together chariots and horsemen, and he had a thousand and, uh, and four thousand chariots and 12,000 horsemen, and, and it goes on and on and on and on and on. Solomon just kept getting and getting and getting. So as these world leaders would come to Jerusalem to, to have an audience with this man, Solomon, who was so wise, instead of imparting his wisdom to influence these world leaders for God, what was he doing? He was building himself up. And he kept getting richer and richer and richer. Unfortunately, it became all about Solomon. Look at chapter 11 and verse 4. And it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned away his heart after other gods. And his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God, and was the heart, uh, excuse me, as was the heart of David his father. And Solomon went after uh, Astaroth, uh, the goddess of Zidonians, and after uh, Melchon, uh, the abomination of the Am Amorites. And Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord and went not fully after the Lord, as did David his father. Then did Solomon build a high place <clears throat> for uh, Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, in the hill uh, that is before Jerusalem, and for Molech, the abomination of the children of Ammon. <clears throat> Excuse me. And likewise did he all uh, uh, did did he for all his strange wives, which burn incense and sacrifice unto their gods, and the Lord was angry with Solomon, because his heart was turned from the Lord God of Israel, which had appeared unto him twice. Here we have a man who God imparted incredible wisdom but yet he wasn't wise. And too often we, we think that if we can become wise, you know, you know, well, let me ask you a question. 
did Solomon take heed of the very Proverbs that he wrote for his son? No. He didn't even listen to his own advice. Is it, is it any wonder that Rehoboam, his son, turned out the way that he did? Rehoboam, when, when, when uh, Solomon died, Rehoboam took over his father's throne and, and almost immediately split the country in two. Because he was just following daddy. Feeding, feeding his flesh, doing, doing what he wanted to do. There's an important lesson here, and I, I hope, I, I hope I, I'm, I'm trying my best to, to communicate this. God gives us different people in our sphere of influence. And we all, we all have people that we influence, some of us more than others, but we all have people that we influence. If we want to influence people around us with the truth of the gospel, we need to live the truth of the gospel. How many of you have kids? Most of us, most of us have kids. What is the one thing you cannot hide from a kid? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> other, other than candy, you you cannot hide the truth from a kid. They know when you're when you're not doing right. You cannot hide from a kid. Kids know the truth. The truth is, everybody around you knows when you're not living right. And Solomon had the opportunity to influence world leaders. He, had, he could have turned the world upside down for God. But what happened? He got his eyes off of God. He got it on all the things of the world, all his wife. I personally think anybody who has, how many wives did he have? Like 400 or 600 wives. There's something wrong with that dude. <laughs> Just saying, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's, it's hard enough keeping up with one. <laughs> I don't want to know what Larry said. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, uh, you know, uh, anyway. But I believe at the end of his life, he realized the huge mistake that he had made. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, and we've read this verse many, many times here at Grace and but I felt like it's so important because it kind of wraps up his, his life. Ecclesiastes was written at the end of Solomon's life. And this is the last chapter in the book of Ecclesiastes. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12, uh, in verse 9, it says this, And moreover, 
because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yea, he gave good heed and sought out and set in order many proverbs. The preacher sought to find out acceptable words and that which uh, was written was upright, even words of truth. Now, his he's talking about himself here when he's talking about the preacher. He's talking about himself. And he did a lot of good writing, okay? Uh, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, these were all really good books. Lots of wisdom that he imparted to, to us today we can still take advantage of. But his life didn't match his words. The words of the wise are as goads and nails and as nails fastened by the master uh, of assemblies which are given for one shepherd. Now, I want want to stop here. I want to talk about this verse for a minute. The words of the wise are are as goads and nails fastened by the master of the assemblies. The word goads here is... The, the closest thing that we could we could come to that word in our in our society today would be a cattle prod. Okay? So the words of the wise are as cattle prods. Okay? What does a cattle prod do to a cow? Okay. It forces that cow to go where he wants that cow to go. You know, uh, you, you you zap a cow with a cattle prod, he's going to jump. I mean, it, 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 it's a jolt. And that's what the words of the wise can do. But then he goes on to say, and as nails fastened by the masters of, of the assembly. The word nails here gives the idea of, a, of a, a, a nail or a pointed object and a stick where the, the shepherd would just kind of poke them, poke them along and kind of get them where he wants them to go. Not necessarily using a cattle prod, but, you know, just a, it would be more of an irritant. See, that's what the words of the wise will do. And when we are wise and we use wisdom from God, that's the effect it can have on people around us. It can force them goads or nails to get them where you want them to go. And that's what the words of the wise can do. And further, by these, my son, be admonished and make many books. There uh, is no end. And much study is a weariness of the flesh. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. So what he's saying here in this, and what he's saying is, you know what? The words of the wise are important and they can do a lot of things, but let's, let's just kind of bring life to a conclusion. Let's, let's bring it all to, let, let's boil it down. That's one of the things I love about Solomon. He, had a, he did have the ability to just kind of bring it down where everybody could get a hold of it. And he says the conclusion of the whole matter, fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man. That that sentence 
is it. He spends an entire book, well, actually three books, pouring out wisdom. And he, he just did it all in one sentence. Fear God and keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of men. For God shall bring every work into judgment and every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. That's the end of the book of Ecclesiastes. Excuse me. Solomon says, you know what? Let's, let's just tie it all up in a knot and in a bow and deliver it. You know what? Just serve God. Keep his commandments. Because you are going to get away with nothing. And Solomon, in all his wisdom, and all his mistakes that he made in life, by the end of his life, he figured it out. He was, he was wise. Or, excuse me, he had wisdom, but he wasn't very wise until the end of his life. So, does the fact that Solomon made so many mistakes and that he all the proverbs that he wrote and the Song of Solomon and Ecclesiastes, does that the fact that Solomon made unwise choices, does that mean that everything he wrote is not important? Why? Okay, it's in the Bible. That's right. Who's the author of the book? God is the author of the book. Solomon was just the penman. And God used Solomon to depart, to impart, excuse me, to impart wisdom to mankind. And he used Solomon to pen wisdom. And even though Solomon did not always follow his own advice, God still used him in a great way. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verses 16 and 17. All scripture, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished into all good works. All scripture. See, sometimes I think that what happens and what can happen in our lives, at least I, I can speak for myself here, I, I oftentimes get a little cynical when I read the book of Proverbs, just being honest, because I look at the book of Proverbs and I'm like, but Solomon didn't live like this. Then I have to remind myself, who's the author? God is the author. He just used a human that made mistakes to pen a perfect book. So the question tonight, being, being wise or having wisdom, there's a big difference. I don't want to have wisdom. I want to be wise. And tonight as we go into our business meeting, I hope that that is your heartbeat as well. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your love. And Lord, we do ask that you would give us wisdom. Uh, Lord, help us to have uh, one heart. And Lord, help us to 
be what you would have us to be. We are so thankful and grateful. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Okay.